All right. Welcome to Command A, episode 11. Double hockey sticks, as we used to say. Kevin, how the heck are you this morning? I'm doing great. Good morning, Jason. Now, I got to tell you, I uh, <clears throat> I got to tell everyone, uh, Kevin sent me a picture earlier today, made some sweet rolls. What do you call are they? Are those just regular cinnamon rolls? or is yeah, just, spe- yeah, cinnamon rolls. I made them with, uh, you can't tell, um, but with like a sourdough starter instead of yeast, since you can't buy yeast. Now, I think everyone's going to uh, agree with me here, Kevin, that that was just completely out of line when I'm, you know, going to record on an empty stomach here. But, uh, you know, thank you, I guess, for that. Well, I know at one point in time you kind of, you had a, you had a thing for donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have an eating disorder, Kev. I've already said that. That's that's well established. That's in the that's in the record books. Everybody knows it. So I'm just testing you, see if you <laughs> you've overcome this. Oh lordy, yeah. It's been a it's been a crazy week, man. Looks like you got a lot going on. I know I do. A couple of things we're going to talk about today. We're going to uh, discuss a few uh, interesting things going on in our both of our lives. And then our, our main topic today is going to be. What has the iPhone replaced? And what's secondarily interesting is the size of the items when you start thinking about it. And I'd love to do the math on this at some point, but we'll talk about that too today. So, Kevin, uh, what's uh, what do you got going there? Looks like you've got some. Looks like you got some work in front of you. Yeah, I've been busy. So um, I've been on vacation. We planted. I can't remember if I mentioned on the podcast or not, but we bought. Um, we bought four trees, and so we planted those, and then we decided to do some mulch around our house, and then the flower beds. We just haven't really done anything since we moved in here. Um, we're back and forth on what our plan was, so I calculated, I measured, and went down to the place and to order some like a truckload of mulch. Mm-hmm. And the lady says it was like eleven point two yards and she's like you want to round up to 12 i'm like yes i do but i have no idea in my head honestly i didn't know what a yard of mulch gotcha. looked like in my head so they dropped off this 12 yards i'm like wow yeah that's a lot of mulch <laughs> that's a lot of mulch man. but i can tell you that by the time we got it all spread out and hauled in the day i can tell you that um me and my whole family have a very good understanding of how much mulch is 12 yards. <laughs> so it's a lot. <laughs> well, you had the whole family pitching in then, spreading it around? Yeah, we load up the wheelbarrow. It took about... Well, that's a lot of wheelbarrows. Yeah, like seven hours of yeah work, probably. So I was in construction at one point in time, you know that. And in part of what we would do is bring in uh we sometimes customers would want landscaping on their final product or whatever and so we'd i'd have to i had to figure learn how to do that stuff too and that's one of the things that you know they would uh you'd order in because concrete by the yard is an easy calculation so you don't have to actually see i mean you can kind of visually see it but it's not the same but there had to be an easy way to do you know landscaping materials because the landscaping guys can do it i'm like they can figure this out, right? Because the guy that ran the company wasn't that wasn't that sharp as far as I well he was because he's, he's actually been very successful. So I should shouldn't say that he's smarter than me, but he uh I'm like, how how do you determine what a yard is? And he his skid steer bucket was a yard bucket. And so he'd make a scoop of that. That was a yard. That's how how they calculate when they'd load you up or whatever. I'm like, oh God, brilliant. Cause I'm like, how would you measure this? Concrete is a lot simpler, right? Because you can it's a volume measurement and it's, you know, fixed ingredients you're mixing together. You can like making your, like making your rolls. You can measure all that. 
But yeah. I, I I did not have I had no clue how they did mulch and things. But yeah, to your point, man, that's a lot of mulch. It was, and I, so we ordered too much, <laughs> except for so it's it's maybe twice as deep as I would need it, and then I was able to mulch some other areas. So I'm glad I did it, but I probably had about two yards too many. Gotcha. So. Is now no that was so yeah it was more than just the trees you planted right I mean that you put it everywhere sounds like yeah we went all the way around the border of the house and then around the trees and the flower garden so just so we could um, just mow up to it like I don't Got have it. any hedging or I'm just gonna mow we'll see how it goes cool I see some pictures of this thing when you get in yeah and then let's see what else we've been up to. We considered upgrading our SUV, so we went car shopping this week. Which what what were you looking for? Okay, well let's uh, first of all let's talk about the one you've got. It's uh, what is that? A Chevy something, right? Pretty yeah, old. Yeah, we now. got a Chevy Traverse. And by uh, American standards, that thing's ancient. What is that? Two thousand ten. Eleven. Yeah. Oh God, Jesus. <laughs> so for our American yeah. listeners, we apologize for Kevin's lack of <laughs> lack of investment in the U.S. economy. We paid cash for it. Oh, Jesus, that's even worse. Years, so that's don't you care about like the bankers? But uh, I don't know. So we so we looked, and um, so one of our requirements is we need a third row because sometimes we have guests out, and we need – if we go somewhere, we don't want to take two cars. So And your kids are getting bigger. Us, and then also, like, hauling um, – I have a 70-pound hound dog in with her kennel. When we go camping and stuff, we just need some room. So yep. my wife has had her heart set on for like two years that we are going to get a Toyota Highlander. Okay. Like, yeah, whatever you want. So we went and drove it. And I kind of thought when I got in it, I was kind of skeptical. And then then immediately she said something because I didn't want to ruin her dreams. Right. Mostly with the car she drives. She's like, this is too small. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like. It's it interesting, based on what you just said. So the first thing you said about the room, and then I remember you had talked about the Highlander. I'm like, I, I was just kind of waiting to see how this went, because I've been in those Highlanders there. Uh, in fact, our friend Jim Schaefer, you know, he went from a Highlander to a Subaru Outback, and I he didn't didn't mention like he'd missed a whole lot of room in the thing. And I'm like, that's how I think about them, too. They're not no, that big. I don't think there's a huge difference. I think you have a little bit... It definitely has more room, but oh, absolutely, not yeah, a yeah, significant yeah. amount. Right, right. Um. So then we looked at, and I'm cheap, but then we looked at some um, Ford Explorers. Okay. And we're like, hey, this one's pretty nice. So we drove it. It's sixty thousand. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> <geez, laughs> So it's a it's a little bigger. Um. It would almost meet our needs, or it probably would. Um, this thing was decked out, though. It had massaging seats. The oh, seats were God. heated, cooled, and they were massaging driver and passenger seats. God bless yeah. those good So people. I'd say it was their high-end kind of sport model. Sure. And then, ultimately, we looked at Chevy Traverses. Which, <laughs> Full circle? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's big enough. The Chevy Traverse, I can put uh, the new ones. I okay. can slide a a four by eight sheet of plywood in the back. That's get out big. of here. That is badass. Yeah. So it's it's um yeah it's it's one inch bigger than a sheet of plywood. So it's forty nine inches. So 
Okay. I'm like, that's that's handy to me if you're not going to have a pickup like we don't. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get so into then my, we started my debate debacle later. She's just like, I, now I don't even want a new car. Like, if I'm just buying the same car. So who knows? Yeah, I mean that there, there's an art. I mean, there's something to be said about that too. I mean, you had a unique situation there. We're not going to get into, but uh, you know, at the same time, you know, is it? It's it's also kind of nice, right? I mean, it it really is. Uh, but it, then you you got the debate. It's like, yeah, if you're is it the same thing, well, eh, I, you know, I mean, at nine years old, it really. I mean, I tease a little bit. But that's really not that old, right? For a car, not a modern car. Now, if you were talking about the seventies or eighties, yeah, that 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 thing's dead. I mean, I just it, we, manufacturing techniques just don't, it didn't allow a vehicle to last that long. Today, man, these things last. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. We, as of yesterday, don't have any car payments. So God bless America. Yeah, so I think we're just gonna chill for a little bit. Yeah. So there's no rush, but I mean, we we're really excited. Like, but we also said we have never bought a car. Without being in a hurry, like we needed a uh, car, yeah, or or impulse got the better of us, and we kind of yep. prematurely bought a car. Um, so we specific, uh, specifically said, "Hey, let's let's just go drive some cars and like do not buy a car today." And right. so that was our plan, and we had this plan, and it was going good. But then we were disappointed at the end of the day because we were like didn't find anything we even wanted. Like yesterday, yeah. we decided like. She goes, I don't even want a new car. I'm like, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Which is, we've changed a lot. I would love, there's a lot of cars out there I would like to have. Yep. Um, But the third row is messing me up. In the yeah. Dark. Yeah. I get, I absolutely get it. There's such a trade-off too between the traverse size vehicle. Because the next move up is like the Tahoe, is that, if I'm not mistaken, with the Chevrolets. Yeah. And you, you know, then you go from a, I can park in at Target's parking lot to where the hell do I park this piece of shit, <laughs> you know? And it just becomes frustrating to get through a drive through or get through whatever. Yeah. So we're just, no, then, I mean, that's exactly why I got rid of my F-150 when I moved out here. It was just, it seemed way too big for the area. I mean, a lot of people yep. drive trucks out here, but I just found it, one, I didn't need it, and two, it was just too much. Yeah, there's, you're right. Yeah, it's just it, things aren't designed for the bigger vehicles anymore. Back when we had sedans and cars that were big, you know, they just, parking lots were wider, parking places were lighter, things like that today, man. It's like they're trying to shrink it in to get as much as they can in the available land, which I, I get. I mean, most people are buying smaller cars, right? I mean, so why not? But if you're one of the ones driving the big cars, like, oh, golly, uh, it's irritating. Now, you could yeah. have gotten the Toyota Land Cruiser. Did you drive one of those bad boys? But they don't have a third row. The Land Cruiser? That's Is the that behemoth. No, no, I got the Forerunner. I got the I got the budget-friendly version. <laughs> the Land oh. Cruiser's the big boy. It's like they started oh, 85000 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I saw that. It is sexy. I, I didn't was going to say, I think they have a third row. I just uh, saw that it was 85000 yeah. I'm like, well, this is... And I think that's the warm-up price, by the way. I, I think you can. I think you can keep spending on the. Uh, yeah, I think if I could spend eighty some thousand, I'd have a Model X. And, yeah, and we would rent something to go camping. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point too. Good go point too. Model X. Um. No, so we'll see. But that's fun. No rush. It's not pulling. It's kind of neat to to go through that. 
string of, hey, maybe we'll do this. We kind of want something, but to not be impulsive and to, at the end of the day, be like, you know, we really don't need it. Right. So that felt good. Yeah, my last purchase was fairly impulsive. Didn't Probably didn't need it. I, I, I've never bought a vehicle. I've never been in a position where I needed it. Maybe one time I can remember, 98 actually, that we actually needed a second vehicle and we were kind of in a hurry. Um, we didn't have any money to spend anyway, so it was like we are doing a whole lot of shopping. It was kind of what would fit that price point, right? And then I guess ever so, well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, one other time. <laughs> but all, bo- all both the times I was in a hurry to get a vehicle were in the 90s when I, you know, in our 20s, right, with a little boy and God, just trying to get through day-to-day life required yeah. uh, a lot more effort. Today, yeah, it's uh, we'd have to want to go get a vehicle. We certainly... In fact, our family's going to continue to get smaller as, you know, things happen and we, we're definitely not going to need a, a bigger one. And I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about my, my new journey here in a few minutes, but first I want to hear about this desk, uh, desk situation you find yourself in. All right. So I've been building, um, we've been building some stuff. I, I, uh, I wouldn't say I built, but I, I put a, butcher block countertop on top of just I just set it on top of my kitchen island so I had a place to to bake or whatever and cut up stuff and just because I wanted one and then I came up with the idea of just instead of replacing the island I just put this on top and then when I move I could take it with me it's oh. forever mine do you Anyways, clamp it on there or how do you I mean what do you mean it's so heavy it's an inch it's an inch thick of okay of so I, I just set it on there and then I used um like um like the, what's the rubbery liners that you would maybe put in your cabinet or something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I put that under it, and then it, it won't move at all. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. So, so I did that. I got some left over. I might build a table or something. And then um, I'm building some shelves for the kids' rooms. Just buy some knotty pine boards and then oil them in, in, uh, and poly them. And then we'll put, we got some metal brackets. We'll put them up in their room today. And then our desk is uh, Paige's brother made it, and it's it's really nice. But it's it's like six foot long, like eighteen inches across, and it's too small for two of us. So we were talking about building what I like to refer to as mega desk, which was <laughs> okay. going to be this over the top, yep, desk. And I was going to use like cabinets. And anyways, by the time all said and done, I was going to it was like several thousand dollars. Right time, that I'm like, that's not really going to happen, probably. So yeah, need to pull it back. So then I thought about I like stand up desks or the desks that move up and down. So I'm considering uh-huh. just buying those. So I started going down that path. Immediately found some that you could easily buy for sixteen or seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is ridiculous. So golly. I found some kind of middle of the road. I think like seven hundred seems to be like a a good price for one, but furniture is fascinating how expensive it can get, isn't it? Yeah. Especially the fad stuff. Like people are like, Oh, this moves up and down. It's not a proprietary technology. Yep. And then they want to charge, you know, like if you want a walnut top, they want to charge it another $700, <laughs> which is veneer, right? I mean, you know, damn well, they're not giving you hardwood walnut for 700 bucks. No. So what I think I'm going to do is kind of a combo. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to buy the mechanism and then make my own tops. 
and then make so, them unique. Okay, that's what I was. That was going to be my next question. You're, you've got carpentry skills, so do they sell that mechanism? Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can buy it. So the place that I found that looks like they put out a pretty good product, they're like kind of expensive, like four four hundred. So okay, and it's electric or is it pneumatic? Electric. Okay, cool. But I think I'd rather have that. So these will be six foot, six foot desks. I'll make them thirty inches deep. So it'll be a pretty yep. good sized desk. I think that's. I don't know. I got. I. I don't have a tape on me, but I bought a writing desk a few minutes, probably a long time ago now. But it's it's really deep, and that's what I've liked about it. Uh, you know, for a variety of reasons. But I, I like the depth because I can have a monitor like I do right now. That's my photography monitor, and I put it behind my laptop, and then my so it sits up, and that's my monitor. I would look straight at, and then I've got my laptop monitor and keyboard below. So it's so easy to just unplug and walk away, but plug in when, when I want the bigger, the bigger display. And I still got lots of room to do whatever. I got my mixer over here for crying out loud. You know, I've got, so yeah, I, I'm with you on the depth. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go narrow for sure. Or shallow. I guess shallow is the right word, isn't it? Yeah. This, this wouldn't be in, like I said, this is nice, but being 18 inches, it's just, there's just not enough room. And then two of us add it just not enough but i think i'm double it and then who knows now is this uh in now i recall in your house when you lived out here that i'm guessing that's why it was that depth is because of that space and so now you've got an independent room for your office isn't that right yeah yep exactly so yeah you don't have those space limitations so yeah i'm with you yeah this this should be a bedroom but it's our office and in gear lab so gear someday lab. i'll fix it up there'll be Gear, gear hanging around. Oh man, that oh, I should send this to you. I tried to turn the bedroom into gear lab, and that's been axed. That idea. Oh, that's. I'm sorry. I am sorry to hear that. Let me see if I've got this thing. I want to send. I'm going to send. Yeah, I do. I'm going to send this share file via text. I just sent you a PDF. All right, it's coming. Hey, let me know when you get that. Uh, but <laughs> it's funny to me, all these things you're talking about. We, So my neighbor, and I'm not going to use actual values because I think that is ridiculous to talk about on a podcast, but we're going to talk in general. My neighbor and I, now I, I, I work for the company uh, that built my house and two next to me. And they're ascent, we, we tweak the plan just a little bit between them, but generally they're the exact same house. We move the staircases. We, my plan is much more open. That's what I wanted, that kind of thing. But generally the three houses are pretty darn similar. If you look at them from the, from the sky, right, from Google, Google Maps, they look the same. <clears throat> and where we live, we have basements. You know, we can't have basements. Everybody does, but it's not like down in Texas where nobody has them. It's, we all have basements and most people finish them and I never did. I never did. I was like, you know, it just didn't feel like it made a lot of sense to me to actually do it. And I, I'd heard, well, you know, you get your money back. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. But I'm not, that's a lot of work. I don't want to get my money back. I want to make some money on this thing, right? So that's how I've been thinking about this for the last, um, I've been here 12 years in this house. And my neighbor, she, and it's sad because I've known him. He moved in like literally a week after I did, and he's going to be moving away. Uh, still in town, but somewhere else. Uh, he finished his basement early on, uh, 
and did a good job of it. I mean, I, I liked it, but you know, that was a priority for him and he did it. He's a smart guy. So we just sold his house. He put his house on the market, sold four days later. His realtor happened to be the same lady that, you know, I've dealt with when we were building houses. So I, I gave her a call and visitor for a while and he has, he had a full price plus offer because they wanted to add their closing costs into the loan in four days. <laughs> and and you, you know what's going on in our economy with oil and gas around here, right? So I was absolutely shocked. And I said, look, <laughs> and her name's Ronnie. I said, look, Ronnie, I said, is a, is a finished basement, is it really that valuable? Because I just had a market analysis done back in March mm -hmm. during the pandemic thing. Because I was like, what is this thing worth if we have to move? Or, you know, what, what nobody knows what's going on. And right. uh, basically, and, and this is where I will use figures, you know, between what she told me that I could sell my house for and what he sold his for was a $50,000 Delta. Okay. Now, I can finish my basement with me doing I mean, I could pay somebody to do it. Uh, for about 30 grand, about 20 bucks a square foot is what everybody's paying around here for basic finished basement. Kevin, I can tell you right now, I'll, I'll do it all day long for 20,000 because I'll do, I can do everything except, uh, I'm not going to finish the drywall. I probably won't hang the drywall either. Everything else I can do electrical. I can do, I'm going to get the rough plumbing done. Actually, I'm going to pay an electrician to help me with the home runs, tell me where they need to go, get it laid out, that kind of thing. But after that, I mean, there's nothing I can't do, right. Or I can't learn how to do. In fact, fire blocking is uh, posing me a little bit of a mental challenge right now. But uh, yeah, so yesterday was day one, Kevin. Everything came out of the basement. We we drug everything upstairs. Uh, we so my my forerunner, my my baby, is now parked out in the driveway, and one bay of our garage is storage, <laughs> in which we will be carefully going through <laughs> and downsizing, because if you remember a few years ago. I was lean, and right. now I've got an entire garage bay <laughs> full of shit. <laughs> I, I don't know how I did it. I had no idea how I did it. <laughs> That's funny. So this PDF oh. you sent me, this is the design you're going to go with? All right. So, yeah, take a, take a look at that uh, when you've got open. So that's so our, our next thing we're going to talk about is very important that you see this because I'm going to tell you how I did it, but that's that's coming up next. But, yeah, this is so in general, uh, we'll, I'll be taught this will be a top prior top discussion point for me on our show i'm hoping only through labor day i'm hoping to be finished by labor day is my goal and this is the this is the good news is i'm not traveling for work so every night i get off work i can go down and start working uh the girls are off for the summer same thing right they can do they can be doing little stuff down there uh in, in during the day even or whatever if angie needs to go shop for parts and materials she can do that during the day Okay. So it's, it's going to, it, uh, that I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a easy, easy, easily attainable goal, <clears throat> but yeah, this is the layout. You've been in my basement before and Adelaide's highly motivated because you see that thing that says bedroom, it's called bedroom. Yeah. That's hers. Now that's bigger than our bedroom upstairs. Our master bedroom just doesn't have an attached bathroom. She'll get a walk-in closet out of the deal and all that. So she is over the top pumped. Nice. No, I can, and just, yeah, have, having spent time in your basement, I, I definitely can see this. I, um, I forgot about that part that went back where the couch or whatever's going to be. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I'll put a TV over there. I'm not doing like a home theater thing. Cause I just, today doesn't make sense to me. And plus I don't plan on living here forever. And then where, where that bathroom is, that's facing the bathroom. That's going to be the workout area, similar to where we do it now. Just be over there. 
okay. then we'll put we'll put like you know. And this speaking of shopping for furniture, I started looking around because I want to get one of those poker slash game tables where you put like four or five chairs around it, you know, and you you play cards on it or whatever. Because okay. that's that's about all we ever do with people anymore. They'll come over and play cards, but I'd like to be able to have a have it poker set up too, and then. Our family likes to play a lot of board games, right? Real life board games. So that'd be cool to have something like that in there, and and uh, you know, we'll so that would maybe go else. next to that closet by the couch. Is that what that? That would be between the the kitchen little the kitchen nook area and the gym. So that whole center area, it would be in there, uh, and then oh, maybe put some kind of a like a pool table in there too, in the middle, or some game foosball. I don't care, whatever, something simple. Something. And then you'd still have plenty of room for your workout area. Oh God, yeah, yeah. That so if you look at the measurements there, I mean that stretch is what is it forty fifty something feet? I mean it's pretty yeah. big. Sure. That's the nice thing about these these this design. Why I liked it is because the basement's essentially as big as the upstairs. In the design I made, so I've got that small closet, the thirty nine square foot closet. That's my backpacking closet, which will be cool. Uh, and then I've got that other big closet. That's where Christmas decorations and crap will go. So everything in that single bay of the garage has to fit in those two spaces. <laughs> no, that's cool. What are you going to do with your pull-up bar? Because it goes on that. Well, that's great. By the bathroom. Yeah, no longer. Those are coming down. I'll be selling those. i got to figure out a pull-up solution. I've got the freestanding one right now, uh, which I, I loathe. So, you know, you've seen the ones that, because, and I thought, well, we'll just hang it right here. And I'm like, well. You got to have a place to dangle your knees. <laughs> you know, you you can't because the the, way, the one I have just hangs straight down. So I've got to yeah. figure out that solution. But oh, look, I've got a few months. But it's. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna make it a gym feel, well, I'm doing it as a. It's gonna be a home gym, is mm-hmm. the plan. That's right. And so I don't have a problem putting permanent fixtures on the back wall. That's what I'm thinking of doing. You know, the kind that come out from the wall, mm-hmm. and I'll block it for that. Um, you know, uh, with some, uh, you know, tap cons even into the concrete. So I'll make a good sturdy space for it. Uh, and that, that's my, that's my current plan, but I don't have a final solution. You have a, you have a good idea. Mm, depend on the, how high is your ceiling going to be? Unfortunately, eight foot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like a dangling, could... a, you got to bend your knees to do pull-ups down there, but that's okay. Yeah. I was say you could maybe like you know, like sister your floor joists together and then you could maybe like put like a, like in the garage, what I built was just a, like a black pipe. Gotcha. And Bar. that's what, that was Angie's idea. What and exactly? it worked pretty just, good, but, okay. but in like you could, like if you're going to have that piece of wood that you're going to drill into on the outside of your drywall, you could even make it look pretty nice, right? And then you just, yeah. put a couple yeah. of screws in it. But that's what I thought. I, I, cause I could, I could make it look, decent uh there's nothing wrong with having to i guess for me to um if you had to well i do it with my dip bar i have to bend my knees yeah so it's a home gym i mean it you know i'm not i'm not i'm not building a gym for people to come to this is for jason to use and yeah but i would just yeah i guess that's my one thing with i would definitely have a good pull-up situation because i think those freestanding things suck yep and uh i'll just make it like this is a gym yeah, that, and that, that's right. And, and and so we're going to have the mirrors on the side where the bathroom is. I'll put some mirrors up there. We're going to hang a TV there for, you know, we like to do the P90-type workouts. And then the only other equipment in there is going to be just uh, dumbbells. Uh, I gotta, I'm got i going to get those off the floor. I'll build a thing for those. And then uh, and there will be a place for the treadmill. 
And then, but we're going to do the same. We're going to use this vinyl plank flooring. You familiar with this stuff? Is that the the squares? Uh, maybe. No, it's uh, there. It's it's wood plank look. It's pretty new. They didn't have this stuff when we built this house. Actually, it's fairly new, but it's really popular. I asked the realtor about. It. I said, "How's that? You know, how does that go?" And she said, "Perfect. You know, that's and it looks great. It's waterproof. It's look it up. It's amazing. And I can do it myself. That's even that's probably the best bet." But it's uh, it's a really high quality price, so that'll be down throughout the basement. That's my plan there, and then I'm just going to put some matting down, rubber similar to what I what I've already had. Uh, I'm going to replace it though, but uh, it'll that'll be in the the workout areas for the you know impact of jumping and squats and all that kind of crap. <clears throat> I've been looking at some home gym videos and solutions and stuff. My my garage is sloped. Like inside my garage is sloped. Oh yeah, water's got to go out, right? I guess. Why would water be in there? I guess if people park you, cars in there, you bring like, it in. People... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like normal humans. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's probably code too, as I recall. But yeah, it's really sloped though. Oh, okay. anyways, like so, you, it's not a good place to make a home gym. Plus, I it's also my I don't have a shed, so it's my shed and it's my wood shop. Yeah. And, but anyways, so, and it's just a two. Tall garage, but anyways, so I started going down this rabbit hole of like what are good home gym setups and like especially like matting and flooring and stuff. And what I found in the last few months is um, people use horse stall mats from like your tractor supply or wherever. Oh, and it is it's really dense rubber. Um, Interesting. Get the dimensions it comes in, but it's I think you would maybe get away with one sheet or roll of it for your whole gym area depending on what it is and then and then it's pretty dense so then if you wanted to put some like a yoga mat or whatever else on top yeah. of it but it's pretty good for like if you drop weights or whatever okay. on it. it's pretty protective so anyways um check out horse stall mats or i'll take like a look at that reviews okay yeah that's uh i'll i'll definitely be hitting you up on something i know you pay attention to that kind of thing and as Randomly I get to the dumb knowledge, you know, <laughs> when I get closer to the finish, the finish, uh, solution right now, I'm struggling with fire blocking. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. It's new in the code and I'm doing it per code because as you know, uh, if I move with my company, uh, you know, that stuff becomes important. So I'm actually going to make sure I do this to code and I drew a building permit for it, which had I planned on living here forever. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, but I want to do it right anyway for no, whoever, whoever has like it the, the fact future. that you can do most of this and then the stuff you don't want to slash whatever you have it done. Like, I think it's, I would do the same thing. I'd have somebody do the drywall and finish it just because I don't enjoy doing that. I'm not good at it. And that would, that would make me, that would make the project not fun anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to learn how to. I mean, I, I know I do know how to do it. I actually know how to finish drywall. I know how to hang drywall, and I, I've, I've even thought about hanging it because I don't I don't think I'd mind that. I'd have to rent a jack to do the ceiling, of course, right? And and I, you know, some of this. What I like about this is my my daughter's old enough. She's going to learn a lot of stuff from this. There will be some valuable skills she'll pick up on on how things are built and done and process procedure. So, but the the finishing stuff that's where that's what you see. Isn't it? And I can do the trim work. I'm I'm handy with. I'm handy enough to do mm -hmm. that kind of thing and make it look proper. But buddy, you know as well as I do. You go into somebody's house and they got a bad drywall job. First thing you notice, you can't miss it. And I don't want to have the bad drywall job or take an additional, 
you know, four or five weeks. Like we have a mutual friend that's been finishing his basement for you know 12 years that I'm aware of. Uh, I, I don't want to be in that situation. I want to get this thing done. And that's where I would stall out the longest, I think, is is waiting on that. So, Yeah, no. So you want to have it done by the end of summer, huh? I do. Yeah, that's that's my goal. I, I've always told I've always told uh, our other friend there that I'll start this thing right at the end of yours and I'll still finish ahead of you because I can't I can't live like you do. <laughs> he was in his house. He lived in his house for two years before he put all of his trim up upstairs. I remember going over there. His wife would just be racing hell. Well, Scott's supposed to get this done. <laughs> I think, yeah, and he's so meticulous, and he does such a good job. He does a great job. Whatever he builds is, but he takes a lot of time, but he does really good work. I mean, to be fair, closet for, yeah, probably. To be fair, he went, I mean, he's built other shops and sheds and outdoor landscaping, and not like, you know, throwing a grill out in the backyard. I mean, actually built built built-in areas with shingled roofs to have an outdoor kitchen so it's not like he's lazy i'm not that's no, not no. it he like is meticulous Ford, does Ford a great like job all his own concrete and that's right mixes and hauls and makes his own concrete i mean he yeah he's uh and then he likes to shop and he likes to talk to the guys at the lumber yard so this is his hobby for yeah, me what he does it's a he project a to get done that's right i just i want to get this i want to get it done i want to do it i want to have it done uh, and I want to get it done as economically as possible because I, this, you know, the first time it's occurred to me that this is actually a good use of, of my resources versus, <laughs> uh, just finishing it for a comfortable living. Right. I guess that's the, that's the difference. Cool. I'm so you're budgeting about 20 grand you roughly. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Now that doesn't include, so you talked about an SUV, uh, my SUV does not haul a sheet of a sheet good. Now I don't need a lot of sheet goods, by the way. So that's good. And what I do need, I'll have delivered, but I did have to go pick up a trailer. And my uh, idea there is I will sell that at the end of the project and a couple other tools. I'm going to borrow, I'm borrowing a lot of tools from folks that have done it and bought the tools themselves. And they're real happy to see them get used. So I'm borrowing quite a few tools. My framing nailer will not be mine. I'll borrow it. And I've got a lot of stuff. Uh, I bought a saw. Uh, what do you call, what do they call those miter saws? Bought okay. one of those, uh, and I'm, what else? I don't know. I've a few other things, but most stuff I have, and I guess we'll see what we need as I go. But no big deal, man. Well, the cool thing is that space is, um, you can take your saws and stuff down there and do the work, and then clean up. So, yeah, all I mean, I'll do all the work down there. That's the best part because you yeah. saw you see how open that main area is. Until I get to flooring, that saw can sit right in the middle of that, and I've got a big. You saw my workbench I built a long time ago that was just, you know, just to get things. I'm leaving that down there. I'll disassemble it and toss it when I'm done because I don't need it anywhere else. Uh, it's been down there just to use. But, yeah, it'll – I'm all set up to go, get ready to do – going to string line it all today. Uh, oh, I did get a laser, too. Have you seen these lasers that have two beams to square things up? Um, I've seen some. I've had some. Um, You're familiar with the three, four, five method, right? Or whatever the Pythagoras theorem to square up a room and all that. Sure. That's what I was familiar with back in the day when I was in construction. That's how, that's how we did it. Right. We, the, we, we had, we had lasers that we would use like the, the really high end reciprocating ones that we would set grade with outside, but we didn't really have, they didn't cast a beam to do things indoors. This thing, but very, very inexpensive. You set it, you set it and you can literally do plumb and, uh, and square with the same laser. So once you're set up and you turn the thing on, you can do your whole layout that way. 
So yeah. uh, you're making me wish that uh, it's pretty cool. You're making me wish I lived back there. I'd be helping you. Oh, buddy, <laughs> I enjoy that kind of stuff. I uh, I take I enjoy the help. learning. Yeah, and that's me. That's why I, that's 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 the part uh, I told Angie. So getting over the hump of getting set up and getting started is the worst part. And then after that, it it becomes we're doing it. Like when we had to remodel that rental property we had uh, after those people destroyed it. <clears throat> Uh, it sucked <laughs> after we got over the emotional part and we got started on the project, we had a lot of fun. So, uh, just getting to that point would be great. Well, I think fun. another thing I'd like to add is like, like with our landscaping, we just did with the mulch. So like I said, we've been here three years and then we finally landed on what we wanted to do. Had we mm-hmm. done it right away, it'd be totally different. Yep. Agreed. And then we maybe have re- would have redone it. So I think the fact that, I don't know if your designs changed, but, but I think you'll be, that you've lived in this space long enough, you know exactly what yeah. you want it to be and what you'd need, right? Because maybe when you when you moved in, you weren't as into to uh, working out at home, so you might not have even allowed for a place for a, a gym, right? Or it just could have been totally different, probably. It is, and and you know, I thought I've I've had. I mean, I like to your point. I've been here long enough that I've thought through a lot of the a lot of the things. Like the bedroom has two vents in it. So I don't want, I don't have to do it. And the nice thing about this plan, I do nothing with my ventilation system to change it. The bathroom is already roughed in as far as drains go. So those, all those closets, none of them are wasting a a vent register. So that's, you know, it's like everything is, is lined up just right. Plus all the beams and a lot of the stuff in the ceiling is inside the closet. So where it's going to feel the tiniest floor to ceiling, it'll be in the closets. So and then a lot of the other stuff gets hidden away. I'll have to wrap one pipe in the bedroom, which will be okay. But that's uh, that's going to be the worst of it is that one wrapped pipe. Everything else, you're not even going to notice I have beams coming down. None of that. Everything hides in the walls. Yeah, that's going to be cool. I, um, I look forward. I hope you document it real well. Great point. And we, we plan to. I wanted to get photos before we took everything out of the basement. But then I forgot. Yeah, you, know, you get excited. And... So that was a big, uh, a big move. Now I did get a lot of, uh, I did get a lot of uh, steps in climbing up and down the, <laughs> the stairs yesterday. So I got that going for me too. My wife's like, "Well, we're not going to have a place to work out when we do this." And I'm like, trust me, <laughs> on the days we don't do something here that's a workout, we'll go do something else. Don't worry about that. I said we have to go to the Flickin Rec Center. We'll do it, but <laughs> we're going to be just fine. <laughs> and <laughs> and today she agreed with me after yesterday's. So work <laughs> yeah my wife asked me after the mulch she said do you, do you have your watch on i'm like no i didn't wear it today um i just took it off well, i was doing kettlebells when the mulch showed up so i didn't gotcha. put it back on i was charging and uh she's like i have fifteen thousand steps we haven't even <laughs> left that or the property yep so yep that's funny that's funny. Yeah. Well, and you know the you know the deal man if, if you don't have the watch on track and I, we've talked about this before it doesn't count Oh. You didn't even work out, man. <laughs> I've I've changed my tune on that. I got you. Right. I, I I can tell you my wife has it. I've I've seen that before. She's like, ah, I didn't wear my watch. My watch misses out. <laughs> I got the workout. <laughs> All right. Well, for for uh, I wear I charge it during the day and or parts of the day, and then I, I I wear it when I sleep. Now I use it more for that. But um, okay. No, I think I, I think I can't wait to follow along with your project. And and there's an art to every project, in my opinion. It's exciting and it's fun and it peaks out 
Yeah. And when it starts dropping, you better be almost finished. That's right. Because when it gets to that end part, it's like. Um, I, I, you know, I built enough houses uh, over the years uh, that I, that I, you know, uh, as a contractor, not as a homeowner, but uh, I know exactly what that feeling's like, where it just feels like everything stalls. And that's when I would get customer calls, right? So what's going on? There's nothing happening. Well, there was. There's actually a lot of things that occurred, but from the outside, it doesn't look like it, right? So it's keeping keeping the family motivated during that period, Kevin, to your point, is going to be a, the biggest challenge. Uh, just because I understand the process better, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll know the, the progress is happening. They're going to be kind of like, <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. Well, I like that your your. I mean, your schedule is pretty normal at work. Like you, got, yeah. As far as schedules work schedules go, you've got a pretty normal schedule where you can plan and do stuff, and yeah, it doesn't get it as interrupted sometimes. And if they get us traveling again, that'll be okay too. I mean, I'll I'll work through that. No big deal. All right. Well, uh, so this, all of these things, really, I mean, from everything you talked about today, in some way, relates to our topic of what has the iPhone replaced. Now we had a lot of chit chat today. We had a lot to talk about, uh, and those, I think, those topics will probably carry forward. But I sent you an article about this, and really, it's more about thinking through it. But look at if you look at the picture, and that was from geekandfly.com. You know, and this is actually, it's a few years old, so things have changed even since then. But you, you don't really visualize some of the stuff, and there's more to it than this, and how big some of these things were that we've replaced with that little device in our pocket, right? So for visualization for our listeners here, there's a, a, a boom box, we would have called it, sitting on his shoulder. You remember those things? He's got, he's got headphones on. He's got a Walkman on. He's got a camcorder. Now, not any camcorder. This is an 80s camcorder. So it's one that you put on your shoulder, if you remember these things. And then you carried it around. You had your hand on it and had a little eyepiece coming out, probably weighed 30 pounds. Uh, the full-on Walkman, the size of the VHS. Now, the Walkman, unlike the phone, it didn't have internal song storage. You had to carry cassettes around with you, too, if you wanted to listen to the thing. Same with the boombox, other than the radio. It's got the little Watchman, a little crappy black and white TV, a word processor. Yes, you can use your phone to write things. You can even use the voice-to-text feature, <laughs> which used to, you used to take that mini recorder, record something, right, if you're a really high-end kind of kind of a, a professional, and hand it to someone to transcribe it into something else. The, v, the VCR, because now you can have recorded films right on your phone. The calculator. Now, this is that 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 thing that I just sent you, Kevin, let me tell you about the technology I used to generate that. The phone was the engine. Uh, okay. For the, cause that, I mean, it really is, it's practically a CAD drawing cause I can get that. I have it rendered in 3d as well, et cetera, et cetera. But the initial run, I used the AR ability of the phone and I would start in a corner and I'd built the room using the software, using just the phone and it was measuring it. Now, I took from there, I wanted accurate measurements, you know, of course, inside there before I generated the drawing. And I, the one I sent you there, I kind of screwed up. I moved something with my thumb. So that bedroom wall is kicked in. That's not actually true. That was my thumb that moved it on accident. <laughs> but everything else was measured and verified with the laser, um, what do you call it? Tape measure? Because it's it, they can talk Bluetooth, right? So the phone... Well, I was able to verify each wall and then that finalized the measurements. So those measurements are accurate. 
And now that I didn't even trust the laser. I didn't even trust that, that was happening, Kevin. So I went ahead and pulled tape <laughs> on several of them just to verify. And it was, I mean, it's absolutely spot on. And then it generates this thing. I can share it with people. I used that same drawing for my building permit down at the city. And they were impressed. And I, it was my phone that did this. That's cool. And it was a certain app. You said AI. It was. It's called Magic Plan. Okay. But it's the AR engine from the phone, that right? I mean, you've seen how Apple comes out with these things, and then they <clears throat> companies figure out how to how to utilize them. And that was just a great use for it. And my uncle was a draftsman back in the seventies and eighties. He was an architectural draftsman, and so what that meant was he would his his specific role was fire sprinklers, and and, and he knew all about those things. And he would take a big blueprint on this giant drafting table, and he would sit there very painstakingly and, and draft out where the lines would go and where the sprinklers would go and then you know how much pressure would have to be in the pipe he'd do all those kinds of things and he was one part of that cog now i can go in here and add all that stuff on my phone oh it's yeah it's unreal there's only one thing lately that i was like i wish the iphone did this and if and i'm sure it will someday but I want it to have one of those infrared laser tell you the temperature of something. That would be cool. Yep. Like yeah, there's definitely things it needs, but it's... That's, <laughs> that one, that's like the one thing that I've been wanting. Like, I just haven't never bought one, but... I have one of those. Yeah, I used to use it for mechanic stuff. Yeah, just whatever. So, I was like, man, I would like my phone to do that. Because I was actually using my phone to measure the back of these vehicles when we went... Sure. I didn't have a tape measure, and I'm like, well, there is a measuring app. I've never used it. I didn't trust it, to your point. It was pretty close. Uh, it was actually way closer than I would have given it credit for, to tell that's, you the truth. That's what I found. It was it was a little bit off, but um, some of that could be operator error on my part. Well, I've never used it. That's what I was going to say. I, I guarantee it was. That, that's what happened to me. It's... It's like I know that I'm not doing this perfectly, right? I'm not. If I took a little more time, I probably could have had it even more accurate. But even with my clumsy first time use, when I verified it, it it came in pretty darn close, uh, fascinatingly accurate. I mean, if you want to estimate something, like yes, how, how big is this wall? I'm going to put a desk on it. That's I would right. just estimate, and then you get materials. Then I would go ultimately to a tape, right? Because I just you trust that the most, right? Like I, I do, I do. But I'm also, I'm ordering my material. I build my material list with what I have there as far as measurements. Sure, sure. Uh, but when you do your final cut, you're gonna oh, I, you're gonna take it to whatever sixteenth, and then you, correct. I don't know what construction is eighth. What's I don't know what they use to the well, next, whatever. But I'm pretty for framing. It's definitely eight. Uh, but when when I get to trim, yeah, I then don't know, I've. I go a little tighter than that, depending on what it is. And, yeah, and I go gonna perfect. Be seen or trim, but no, yeah. So, so then I'm always going to want to tape. Like I don't know that there'll ever be a laser for me that would replace that. Maybe. Well, the pro. So yeah, the problem with the laser, you need a target to back it off of, right? So if you've got an empty space on a stick, you have to put a target out there to be able to shoot it, and that's where the claw and the tape makes sense. So it can't virtually say, oh, I see the end of the board yet. At some, at some point, you might be able to pull that off too. But like my laser uh, uh, tape measure, it mm -hmm. has to have a target right. to get me a distance, right? So, But you can put a target up at the end of the board, but to your point, it's like, well, I just added a step that's unnecessary and we're not there yet and that's okay. Uh, but 
the stuff it has replaced is just uh, I found I found I realized that it was just timely that I was using it for so many things uh, today or yesterday. And I was thinking about this topic when I was doing it. I think there's even uh, I think there's even I think it's a I think you have to hook your phone into this device. But I think you can make it a stud finder, but it actually shows you a picture of what's behind your wall. So it'd show you like wire oh, or a sure. stud or a pipe. Well, I mean, yeah, your phone's a little computer. So you yeah, you can do all kinds of add-ons, even through Bluetooth, right? To where uh, you know, you're just using the the computer part of the phone and then the sensors are in some other device. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. It's ridiculously expensive, but but someday it'll be affordable. So what else is on here? So we've got GPS. I definitely use GPS. Uh, I don't even use the one in my car. I use the GPS on the phone. And you've got, you know, with the Apple Watch, and sometimes I'll wear that too, but it has, uh, that's my favorite part about the Maps feature, is the, it buzzes my wrist uh, that are turns coming up. Clever little stuff like that. <laughs> GPS was already cool enough not having to drag the map out, right, and put it on your lap and pull over at the rest stop and scratch your head and your wife's yelling at you for <laughs> not asking for directions. Right. Uh, and now the phone's there, and it, everyone has one. Flashlight. Now, this is not a powerful, I'm going to light up the night flashlight, but if you're like me, and I guarantee my wife's even more so, that flashlight is on autopilot. It comes on all the time. And it's just handy to have. Just enough so you can see kind of what's in the box or in that dark corner. Do you use your flashlight on your phone? Yeah, I use it on my watch way more. Like I think I, I use the, the red one. So if you and I I think we talked about this, but if you we did. Your, yeah. if you put your phone on movie mode, which I do every night. Yep. As soon as I hit my flashlight, it's it's red. So I just click that on, and then as I'm walking around my bedroom, as I reach for a doorknob, it lights up the doorknob, or if I reach for my coffee or Brilliant. whatever. Because a lot of times I'm getting ready in the dark because my wife's still sleeping. Yep. I so should I have had one the other day. And then and then also then I'll use the, the regular white uh, feature at night. Like if um, if just in the dark, I, I like having it on the watch. But I do use it on my phone as well. Yeah, I, 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 so does it turn red? Is that the default when it's on movie mode? Yeah. So, oh, cause it was making cool. me mad. I, w I was like, uh, I'd use it, but I wanted it to be red. So you had to turn it on and then swipe. Yep. Swipe over to turn it red. And then one day it was just red. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, oh, I'm in movie mode. Ah, that's clever. So every See, night I put that's it great. in movie that's mode great. and do not disturb. And then. When I want my flashlight, it's just there. I use the compass feature. I do some photography at night that requires a compass to align myself. Uh, and I use that. I, if I, Especially if I can't see Polaris, right? That becomes a, a serious challenge because I know my, lati or, yeah, my latitude. So I know where I need to set my elevation. But uh, sometimes I struggle with exactly where north is if it's got any kind of cloud covering Polaris. So I use the compass for that all the time to align myself. Portable gaming. I don't do games, but uh, you know you can put you can hook up controllers to these things. Kids do it all the time. <laughs> That's crazy. Drone control. There's one for I hadn't. I just thought about that when I was when I saw that my my old DJI drone. That's how I flew it. That was the screen and everything that I would fly my drone with was my phone, and it worked great. 
golly, this list is just, it's crazy. Oh, it is. Guitar tuner. And that, it works, actually. <laughs> fascinating. I, you know, uh, uh, it, it works. This stuff just, it's fascinating. Timer, by God, timers are huge. That is one thing that I, I, I'm always setting timers with my phone. Yeah, timer stopwatches. Like yesterday I did, um, I don't do it every week, but yesterday I did every half hour for, I think I did it for four hours. And then I went mm -hmm. to every hour. I'll do like, I'll walk by and do like three dips. Okay. And so I would just set a reminder so the alarm would go off so I wouldn't forget. And then I'd go over and do three dips and then I'd go about my day. But Sure. I do just random stuff like that a lot. Newspapers, photo album. Photo album, I mean, that's very ubiquitous. There's a lot of people that are really panicked when it's new phone time because they don't understand cloud backups or any of that. So everything they have, <laughs> every picture they have for their family, whatever, is in the phone, right? And instead of having to pack around, a, remember the the plastic flippy things where you'd have seven or eight pictures in there and you'd, <laughs> you'd drag that out? Oh, yeah. uh, and show people now, man, you don't, you don't need to. Now you've got unlimited photos, which is good and bad, depending on who's showing them to you. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And some of these I disagree with like landline internet. We're not there yet, but 5g is promising to where we may be able to just have one subscription and use the phone as the modem. But if you're going to watch 4k videos and tell that 5g is really a thing, really a thing, uh, forget about it. we got a few years from that. God, yeah, video chatting, measuring tape. Oh, my God. Light meter. Now, I, I, I never used the light meter. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, I have I had a standalone light meter. looks just like that thing. Uh, I sold it when I kind of closed down the photography thing. But uh, and, and cameras hit or miss if you need them. But if you're actually using studio lights, you know, you still you still need the things. Uh, and they if, if you give a shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those things are like 200 bucks for a light meter still because they're, they're just they're they're complicated little devices and it's built into your phone. That's fascinating. God, it's, 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 I, I, I think there's even more than, than what's listed here. I, if you really think about all the things you use that phone for, it's absolutely phenomenal into one little device. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. And then, then you kind of just randomly think of some, Oh, I wish it'd do this. And eventually it does. <laughs> yep. Now, I've said it before. I'll say it again. And there's not a better way. I get it. I hate touchscreens, Kevin. I hate them when I'm wearing gloves, etc. So during this construction project, I like to wear gloves. Uh, and even the ones that have the little, you know, touch sensitive things, like when I'm bicycling, I have some of those and they've got the little fibers in there that I can still use the touchscreen. <sighs> It just takes two or three swipes to get it to work, or I got to do it a certain way. And I, I just, I hate touch screens. They're so, they're so cool. They're so complicated. They, they allow this one device to have everything, but at the same time, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um, I'm good with it. I'm trying to use, um, Siri more. Yeah. I, that's how I have to default to a lot of times when I'm gloved, if she works. Um, yeah, but I think, does she learn over time? Maybe in, 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 uh, not individually, individually, but 
uh, as a whole, yes. Yes. I mean, that's that was the argument about the recordings. You know, some people... That's why Alexa is better than Siri, if you want to know the truth, is because Alexa makes no bones about it. They are keeping your recordings and using that to improve the AI and as a group, whereas Siri, up until recently, wouldn't do that. I mean, they, they were improving the AI on their own, not using your recordings. Now they're starting to do that if you opt into it uh, to be able to improve the AI. Because it's not a true, we understand, it's not a true AI yet. There's just... Once quantum computers come, we could actually do an AI, but we're, we're calling it AI. Uh, and so I guess that is <laughs> that's the way it goes. But AI would would be able to actually, if I said, hey, Siri, uh, I want to make a cheeseburger. What do I need? You know, she could go figure that out. She could, you know, figure out that you wanted to make a cheeseburger. <laughs> I hear it going off in your background. Yeah. Fascinating. She's telling me where a cheeseburger restaurant is. She's giving me lots of information about it, but she's not inferring the other information. I wanted to make one. What do I need? Right. So those things. Uh, right now, everything's program a programmed response, and you can do some multiple response, like LX is doing this now. You know, if you ask what the what the uh, you know, uh, let's see how far something away is, then you can do a follow up question. Or something like that, right? And so Alexa's doing that now. Siri hasn't got there yet. But over time, over time, this stuff will get better. But things have gotten a lot better since the early days. Uh, you probably, I mean, I was I was really excited about this in the beginning and less so as times went on. But I use it a lot. I mean, I really do. I've got the home pods. I use Siri a lot uh, for, for a lot of things. And that helps, to your point, get over the touchscreen thing. The complicated yeah. stuff, forget about it. I got a kick out of like Siri will sing Bohemian Rhapsody. That's kind of funny. I can't get the answer to that on HomePod. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, did she? Did she recognize that? I have no idea. I mean, how did she hear that? Because you're in my headphones. Huh? Maybe I don't know. Maybe she. I don't know what she heard. I said I heard. I said her name earlier. She could be. She could be. (laughs) I don't know if you haven't done that. It's funny. I'll have to do that. I have not. And I like stuff like that, little Easter eggs they the programmers stick in there too. And, and when we get to real AI though, like, you know, Star Trek AI, it'd be great, right? Uh, to be able to to really interact vocally with the device. I think that's scary for a lot of people. Maybe rightly so, I don't know. Uh, but there's, there is some concern. The first place, I'm not, never mind. I'm not going to talk about it. I was going to say the first, I, I know we're the first place that is going to develop that tech and they've already started doing it. And it's going to, it's going to help actually is, 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 uh, as bothersome as it's going to be for some people. It's, it's definitely going to help the tech evolve. So that'll be cool. But well, yeah, being able to you've got properly the, interact to be cool. You've got, you have some of your home automated or whatever, right? Like lights or all my lights are, my thermostat is, I use that Echo B. I use U lights throughout the house and uh, I control them by voice most of the time. I can, and I use the app a lot too. So Siri and, uh, or Alexa can do, can do any of those things. And I've got the ring security system, uh, and camera system that I use, but it's only good with, uh, with Alexa. Uh, I mean, I can use the app on the phone or whatever, but I can't talk to it, but yeah, I, I'm a big fan of automation when it works and when it makes things actually easier. 
uh, in the light situation, you know, it really does. Uh, I can, I can have sensors set up, which I do when I walk into this room that I'm in, as it's a perfect example, the lights come on. Uh, so at night walking around the house, having those things activate is really a nice feature. So, you know, you're not tripping and falling and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but it, it takes a lot of backend programming, you know, with their, with their software to make them, make them work right, which is okay. And they work with home. It's called home kit. And you have to be able to understand how to program shortcuts and do things like that. There's a lot of cool stuff. And I play with it on a regular basis and, but it's not, it's not to the point where I can say, Siri, when I walk into this room, I want you to turn on the overhead light and I want it to be yellow or whatever color. And I want that other light over there to be blue. I want that every day between 10 PM and two in the morning. And then it would do it. That's AI. That's what AI mm -hmm. would do because sure. it would understand all those things. I didn't have to, I don't have to say it a certain way. Cause right now, if I talk to AI, I have to phrase things in just this way. And once you get used to it, it's okay. But I want to be able to just talk to it. Like I'm talking to you. You understand what I'm saying. Even if I don't, you know, phrase it exactly the way you, you would phrase it, for example. No, exactly. I, I completely want Jarvis like on Iron Man. That's right. Tony Stark's Jarvis. <laughs> like, that's my ultimate. Like, just to be walking around my house or wherever. He talks we to might see wherever it. Wherever he's at. We might see it, Kevin. I honestly don't think that it's that far off in, in our lifetimes. And we're young enough that I think we could see that before it's over. I did name my Traeger grill Jarvis, so I, I get alerts on my phone that Jarvis is ready. <laughs> well, I tell you, that's, that's funny because that's one thing I like about Alexa is because we can call it computer which I don't do because I talk about computers too much and then it activates it too often. But I do it because that's from Star Trek, right? That's how they Oh, that's right. It. Yeah. I thought about watching Star Trek the other it's, day. It's, uh, like, I have been watching uh, it lately. Next Generation, maybe? Is Next the one Gen. I think I kind of liked. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to feel campy to you right now watching it because it's an 80s, 80s make. So it's going to feel different, but yeah, it, it's, it's worth a go. And you should watch it straight through because so there's a lot of, it's canonical, right? So a lot of a lot of things you have to pay attention to that only makes sense in the future if you're watching those. But you get, they do a pretty good job with character development and everything else. So it, there's a good story there. Obviously, it was very popular, but um, it, at the same time, it's sci-fi. It's not for everybody. Yeah, I watched it a little bit. I didn't, I can't watch the the originals. Like, that's just too old or boring to me. But, it's uh, it, that's very campy, and it's, but it's it's very socially aware. If you if you really if you understand if you understand Star Trek, Gene Roddenberry used to be a cop in Los Angeles. I don't know if you know that, but he uh, he his uh, his wife uh, and this was the '60s, and so he married a black woman, and so he was very the show itself and him as a developer and a writer was very forward thinking when he started writing sci-fi. And so a lot of the things you see in there uh, play into the politics of the day. So if you watch the original Star Trek with that lens in mind of the early 60s, I think it changes the way you think about the show uh, for sure. And, they, and they've, you know, they've carried that on since then. It's always the kind of a, you know, uh, pointing out problems that are happening in, in society at that point in time and addressing them. But they do it with instead of doing, you know, this country because there's no countries at that point right we're, we're talking about this this race of people from this planet and the interactions there and, and how we 
how we overcome problems and, and solve problems and work together. Yeah, it's it's a utopian type of show, in my opinion, how we could do this and how we're better than what we are, what we are today, that kind of thing. And it's kind of always been that. And they still carry it forward. Even the new ones, to some extent, maybe they're drifting away from that a little bit. But no, I I agree. That's what I do like about it is that it's it's not about war. It's not about um, excluding people or or tribe, real tribal type stuff. So I like the fact that it's it's hey, we're better than we used to be, and we're moving on. Yep. Like it feels like, and it feels very real right now. Um, in America that we're just, we are not progressing as a culture. It's pretty sad. We're still doing the same and talking about the same and treating people the same. So hopefully someday we get to that. Yeah. Well, I think you certainly place. expect it a little more here in the U.S., but uh, there's there's plenty of <laughs> the same things happening in the U.K. and France, and, you know, you don't see it as much. Yeah, it's because we live here and we're going yeah. through it. But we, yeah, well, and because we feel we we are, you know, we've we've kind of been forward, we've kind of been doing things ahead of ahead of everyone else through our short history. You kind of expect that, right? That we would we would be better than that. But I don't know, man. I can't. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, but Star either. Trek, Star Trek, yeah, it's it's great because you know some of the things that you think would be completely gone, they, you know, like. Uh, like religion, right? Because they they address it in a very interesting way when they talk about every every time they do. It's you know absolute reverence for people uh, in whatever their you know faith thing is. In fact, Chakotay, uh, he is the uh, he's a Native American in the Voyager series, and you know he still practices uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the same. Uh, religious things from uh, from that that culture, and it's you know it's it's perfectly respected. The Klingons have their own kind of thing at Valhalla, right? And that's uh, that's where they go to heaven or whatever. And they they do these things and they introduce them in there, and uh, it's 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 kind of cool. I, I kind of like that because I think a lot of times people get and you know I'm not religious, but people get militant about it and it troubles them. It's like you know let people be. That's all. And then Yeah. I think people tend to get militant about whatever they believe in. Yeah, that's right. That's it's right. Really That's right. Sad. It's sad to me, but um now nah, maybe I'll give it another try. I, so as as we're talking so I don't know the but Star Trek movie wise, um, mm-hmm. the first movie I remember was like Rathacon. I was pretty young. Yep. And I'll prove this I hate I don't I don't enjoy um horror movies at all. Yeah. Or anything scary. So that movie ruined it for me because of the like the thing going in the person's ear. Like, I'm out. Like <laughs> yeah. as a little kid, I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. For me. Gotcha. So I've never watched that show since. It's a great show on eugenics and whatnot. But yeah, that, that was a torture device, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I don't enjoy stuff like that. So that did it for me. Because when, when we were little, you like you know when you go to the show now, it, it, uh, there's previews. And it's like rated for all audiences or whatever. But mm-hmm. when we were little kids, it was just whatever the previews were. Right. And I remember being like terrified when we go to a movie that they were going to scare me because it happened to me like I'll be damned. several times when I was little. Like it'd be like a horror movie would be in front of whatever, Star Wars or Smokey and the Bandit or something. 
And, and I remember just being nervous and terrified every time I went to the show as a little kid. Sure. That they were going to, you know, like something was going to, bad was going to happen before the movie I wanted to watch. So oh, God. Maybe, that's I think it's an odd thing, but you just made me think of all that. Yeah. That well and, and Wrath actually is probably considered the best of those movies by most. Uh, the first one really wasn't very good. Horribly written. They had a horrible costume designer. You know, the, if you want to think about the background stuff, it was absolutely horrible. But Wrath was actually a, a pretty good, pretty decent storyline, a pretty good show. And uh, the guy that plays Khan, you know, he just passed away recently. That dude, he was a pretty interesting. Ricardo Montalban, is that his name? Yeah, the Fantasy Island. Yeah, Fantasy. That's why I thought I could think about him too, but he was Khan, right? And Yeah. That dude was ripped, man. You want to talk about a fit dude, even into his 60s, man. I mean, he had, he was ripped. Yeah. Um, and then I did like, um, I did watch uh, Search for Spock. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, I remember enjoying that. I like all the movies. What was the one, I, probably not a popular one, but where they go back in time with the whales. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorites, actually. Yeah. I enjoyed so, that a bunch. Most people like Khan the best, but I like the one where they go back and they communicate with the whales. And I, I love that one. Or First Contact. I mean, I so I don't hate any of them. That's the thing. Of, and that's sure. when they come back and, and the, the Borg try to, you know, prevent warp drive. And I don't care about spoilers. If you haven't watched these films by now, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Did but you, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of no, good I ones. Really, and that's, that's a good canon to watch, too. I mean, they're they're good to watch if you want to just get through some stuff. Um yeah, we're kind of doing like family movie night where we watch old movies. So yeah, last night we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because the kids oh, had God. seen that. So that was fun. Yeah. But no, I, I did. So I, I think the environmentalist part of me really liked the whale part. Like where like, hey, we have to have, it's necessary that we have. I think you'd like Star Trek, period, man, honestly. it's uh, It's a forward thinking, you know you reuse things, everything, uh, you know, that's the whole point of the replicator, right? Everything gets broken down into carbon atoms and rebuilt into something else. Uh, yeah. I might need know, to get more. You don't destroy need things. You need to get more into it. But like I said, Wrath of Khan ruined it for me. I was a little kid. And I, was like, eh. I don't know. No light. Well, it was a uh, eugenics was people's you, ears. This is bullshit. Yeah. It's a good story. Eugenics was a big deal at the time. It really still is. We don't talk about it as much anymore, but. Uh, once in a while, it comes up again. And, uh, programming. Did you like when they relaunched? When uh, was it? J.J. Abrams did the. I really liked that movie, and I'm not job. being a Star Trek fan and not being into Star Trek. I'm like, this is a great movie. He did a great job with it. Uh, I think that there were some things that troubled me. I mean, again, back to being a purist, there was there was a few things that bothered me about it. You know, the prime directive uh, is kind of a big deal in Star Trek and the fact that even young Kirk would violate it like that. I mean, it's it's like there's not just not a true understanding of the cultural impact. Right. And and they they demonstrated that by what he did was was bad. And all of a sudden now their God had become this starship. Right. So um, and, and changed the face of their culture. So that. Yeah, that that I mean, I, I like that they did it, and they, that kind of made a uh, showed Kirk as a flawed person. Uh, but I think they covered that when he was running from the cops in the Mustang or whatever the car was, <laughs> right? I right, mean, right. He, he's kind of a maverick kind of guy and isn't perfect, and he gets in the bar fight, right? So it's like you kind of covered his flaws. Uh, do we need to go and, and violate the Prime Directive and, and really, you know, paint him in a bad light for 
a true Star Trek fan, right? It's like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But he did a great job with films. I'm not going to argue with you. I think that the second one spent too much time on planet and not enough time in space. That bothered me a little bit. But uh, I don't you know. know if I saw again, it's a little nitpicky. One. I can't. They're 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 all good, and you know, unfortunately, the one kid died. I don't know if you know that Scotty died. Uh, yeah, horrible accident. Young kid, right in his twenties, but he uh, was working on his Jeep Wrangler or something. And the, something happened, and it pinned him up against the wall and killed him. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, weird. Maybe I heard that. Weird, weird freak accident, right? Young guy, has life in front of him. Real shame. He's Austin's age. That's what bothered me about him. Yeah, no, I... I no, I liked it. Even looking, thinking about the original one, like how you have all kinds of different people from different backgrounds, um, countries. That's... It was forward thinking for the sixties, man. That was huge. Oh, huge. That was huge. But that's just how I, so like things like that made me, um, just think that that's how things should be. And I think my kids, uh, same way, like they don't understand, they don't have any sort of, of not, uh, they don't have any sort of racism or, or even like if people are gay, they don't, they don't care. Like it's, it's not an issue for them because they've never been taught that. I think it's all, you know. Generation. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely, a. I don't know when I moved to, when I moved to California as a kid and, uh, it was, it was a good, it was an interesting time. And, and I was, I was into the uh, theater thing and I was in the theater groups. And so it was a very varied cast of characters in our little world. And, you know, at that point, I mean, and that's a lot of it is the interactions you have. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So if you don't get those opportunities and you get into your point, you mentioned tribalism earlier, you know, it's hard to, it it takes time for people to get past that. And sometimes they never do. If they never get out of the tribe and everyone they know is in the same tribe and they've started and ended there, I don't know how you get, get past those people. I, I don't really know how you incorporate. If you don't ever live in a diverse world, I don't know, man. Yeah, and then yeah, there's just some weird stuff going on where you generalize the um, when when you have a bad person to assume that all people from that group or race are bad is is really narrow thinking, and it's actually the what's caused the problem in the first place, right? So, and then that you don't is look at racism. So, <laughs> and then you don't look at the bad actors in your own little world. That's what, or you make an excuse for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever uh, it is, it's just. Yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah, it just um, this cancel culture and stuff is dangerous. Well, uh, very heavy stuff to end the show on, but let's let's call it there. Been good catching up today, Kevin, and uh, I got to get to work actually because I have a project. <laughs> you do have, I have a project. Now. Are you taking the day off? The rest of the day off, or what do you got going? I'm gonna work out. Um, what do we have going on today? What's today? Sunday. So yeah, I'm gonna work out. Um, oh, me and my son are gonna make some soft pretzels. God dang it! Um, First the sweet rolls and now the soft pretzels. Yeah, it's I'm pretty nice. It was start- raining yesterday. It's pretty nice today. So we'll probably go for a bike ride. Nice. And uh, it hasn't really been warm enough here to really like go paddleboarding or anything. So we haven't done that yet this year. Gotcha. Um, but soon it's coming. Um, cool. I got to work this week, going back to work. So I'll work Wednesday, oh. Thursday, Friday days. 
that'll be so we'll have to plan the schedule for for podcasting and then uh get some days off and then i gotta work some nights so we'll see gotcha we'll work through that all right folks thanks for listening thanks for tuning in to command a this was our 11th episode we're starting to get into those double digits and that's getting uh getting fun so thanks for uh thanks for tuning in folks and we will talk to you soon yep thank you